This episode of the Golf Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $500 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by PicksWise. PicksWise is the number one home for free sports betting picks. Visit PicksWise.com to make your next bet better. We're also brought to you by OddsCrowd. Are you the best football better in the U.S.? OddsCrowd challenges you to prove it with their free-to-play fantasy betting contest. Over 30000 up for grabs over the season. Go to OddsCrowd.com to sign up. And, of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app. SGPN is giving you the chance to win $100,000 in week one of the NFL season exclusively on the SGPN app. All right, DGens, welcome to a solo episode of the Golf Gambling Podcast. I am your host, your captain for the night, Steve Shermer, without his co-host. And uh, yeah, listen, you know, you're a golf fan, but you're probably also a football fan. You probably also play fantasy football as well. And, uh, you know, if you do, make sure to check out all our great fantasy football content over on SGPN. But this is prime time for fantasy football season. And I had an auction last night that was pretty intense. My co-host here has an, uh, a very intense draft tonight, too. So... This is me going solo for the preview. Audience. And let's face it, you know, Boston Capper kind of sits back and just listens to me, uh, you know, rant and rave about a golf course and how good it is or how terrible it is. Go over the strategies. This is basically my show anyway. So it's just going to be me tonight. And we are going to uh, quickly move on from the BMW Championship. I would love to get away from that tournament. Uh, it continued a epically really bad unlucky streak for me. Uh, Going back pretty much since St. Jude, I have been just very close to getting a pre-term outright bet done. I mean, Bryson blew it down the back nine at St. Jude. Russell Henley blew a three-shot lead at the turn at the uh, the Wyndham. Cam Smith made a playoff at the uh, Northern Trust and then blasted it out of bounds immediately to blow my 45-1 to bet. And Bryson lost the BMW probably six or seven ways on uh, on Sunday. And listen, you know, props off to, you know, hats off to uh, Patrick Hanley. He was nails, but he also gained like 14 strokes putting. That was an unreal performance. And it seemed like Bryson just could not put him away. He had made a couple of mistakes on the stretch, you know, between when Cantley hit in the water on 17. Bryson still bogeyed and Cantley escaped with a bogey, not losing any strokes. Canley buried a long putt in regulation. Bryson missed a six-footer uh, at the, uh, I think, the third playoff hole. There were a lot of ways that Bryson could have, you know, ended Cantley's tournament and cashed a big bet for me, and he didn't. So, is what it is. Uh, continuing my uh, bad luck streak, I'm uh, hoping you guys took my advice in the column last week and uh, lie bet Cantley at a good number at one point. Point he was a 65 to one. I unfortunately did not. I saw that Cantlay was doing pretty poorly out of the gates. I just didn't pay attention to the number. I went and did something else. And when I came back 90 minutes later, up oh, he nailed seven straight birdies, and that was under 10 to one. So I missed the boat. Hopefully you didn't. There were a couple guys in the Slack channel who uh, had Cantlay. So why don't we just move on to the uh, the Tour Championship? So uh, you know, so starting last year, they started 
this staggered leaderboard. And I'll talk about that in a little bit. But, you know, it's just as far as just getting the details out of the way, basically what happens is they have reset the points to award, you know, the top 30 golfers and then start them at certain strokes under par. Uh, yeah, if, if that doesn't sound as ridiculous as I think it is, well, you know, I mean, I guess we agree on a lot of things. So anyway, so Patrick Cantley, by winning the BMW, was leading the FedEx Cup standings heading into the Tour Championship. He will start at 10 under par. Uh, you know, listen, like he had a great season. He won three times. He won three really big events. He won the Zozo, which seems like forever ago. He won the Memorial, which my co-host calls a fake win. But you know what? It helped him get to uh, the top of the standings there and uh, start off with 9 10. And he won the BMW. That was a real one. Even my co-host uh, admitted that, too. So right behind him is Tony Finau. He won the Northern Trust. Let's see if he can get his second win in three starts. Seven under is Bryson DeChambeau. Can he shake off uh, what happened at the BMW? There's drama around him like there always is. Apparently, he got into a Cantley about walking too slow. Uh, he got into it with a fan for calling him Brooksy again. You know, we'll see. Uh, John Rom's sitting there at six under. That's that's a guy to watch this week. I mean, four-stroke yeah, four deficit is nothing. Uh, he can definitely overcome that. Cam Smith uh, starts the day at five under, and then whole bunch of four under. You got Justin Thomas, Harris, English, Abraham Answer, Jordan Spieth, and Sam Burns. They're four under. I think of that group, I think the guys to watch is probably Justin Thomas and Sam Burns. Um, you know, JT, you know, he showed a little bit at the, at the uh, Northern Trust. Got out of the gates, I think, pretty good at the BMW, but, you know, it didn't work out for him. And Sam Burns is playing really great lately, and now he returns to uh, Bermuda uh, Golf Course, where he's very good at. So we'll see with him. Uh, three under, you got struggling Colin Morikawa, who, again, was just awful last week. Uh, I successfully faded him in a bunch of matchups. I hope you did, too. That cash big for me. Uh, there's You know, you got Sung J.M., who cashed the top 10 for me. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, listen, I complained about the BMW. Actually, it actually was a pretty good week for me last week, so don't, don't worry about my bankroll. Uh, you got Victor Hobbin at three under. You got Louis Uswies in three under. You got DJ at three under. So there's some interesting names there uh, that can definitely make a run. You know, and two under. There's probably the two biggest names there are the guys who arguably had the best success at East Lake over the last like five years. You got Rory McIlroy's won the here twice uh, back when they did the traditional uh, 72 hole uh, stroke play event. Uh, he won 2016, 2019, uh, and then you have Xander Schauffele who. Uh, Technically, I say he won the Tour Championship last year because they had the lowest score. He beat DJ by four strokes, but uh, just because of staggered scoring, he actually lost by two. And uh, it was there was no drama on that Sunday, even though Xander uh, actually did really well. He was 15 under on the week, and typically scores don't get past 11 under there. I mean, he, he, that's too bad that they, uh, the PJ Tour doesn't say he won. I say he won, but, you know, that's another matter. You got Jason Kokrak at two under. You got Kevin Knott two under. Brooks Kapka at two under. Brooks is kind of, I don't know. I, I think he's maybe looking towards the Ryder Cup. I don't really have high hopes for him. Starting at one under, though, you got Corey Connors, Hideki Matsuyama. You got Stuart Sink, Joaquin Neiman, Scotty Scheffler. Kind of limping into the playoffs. That's a little, or uh, into the Tour Championship. That's a little disappointing for him. And then even par, you got Daniel Berger, Eric Van Rooyen, Sergio Garcia, Billy Horschel. And despite not playing a single playoff event, Patrick Reed somehow made the series finale tour championship where he still has a chance to winning. Uh, he missed the first two events because of pneumonia. And uh, typically, well, you know, you expect, well, he didn't play. You probably shouldn't make championship. Nope. Not under these rules. He gets fast tracked right to the tour championship. So uh, good luck to him this week. Let's take a quick break. Let's talk about WinBet. Are you ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. 
Bring the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. You got exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boost to parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, we have what you need to win. Are you ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer, risk-free 500-hour sports bet. Download, bet, and win. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. All right, well, I've kind of built this up in our private little Slack channel on uh, SGPN. And uh, if you guys have been following me for the past couple of years, uh, I have been complaining about this format of the FedEx Cup playoffs and the Tour Championship for a while. And... Listen, I'm just one guy with a microphone sitting in his kitchen right now who uh, has absolutely no sway over the uh, FedEx Cup playoffs. But it's just it, this thing can be so much better. Like, I mean, I, I think it comes down to like when you're watching the BMW championship of the Northern Trust, like you have absolutely no real idea what the stakes are for every shot as far or every putt. Like, you know, we don't know how many points, it, you know, it is from going from like 32nd to 25th. You know, we don't want to do the math, and, and the leaderboard is ever-changing, too, where even if you get up to 25th, you might end up going down because some guys ahead of you go up. Like, it's just – it's too confusing. Like, I don't really want the guy from NBC showing up on my television screen with a big board, you know, doing scenarios. Like, I, I feel like this thing can made, be made a lot simpler, and, and especially with the Tour Championship, how they are starting, you know, giving strokes away. Like, I, I understand the argument that, yeah, this is a good live betting opportunity. Well, hello, you can live bet any tournament. And at least I can see a shot before I live bet instead of this thing. I just think, like, I, I'm allowed to complain. And, like, my, my gambling feelings aside, I'm allowed to complain as a fan about just this format. And we've had two snoozers with this format, you know, the last two years. Like, I mean, like, like I said earlier... Xander Schauffele played extremely well last year, and Dustin Johnson was absolutely not threatened at all the whole weekend. You know, he had a comfortable lead. He played well enough, even though he didn't actually win the tournament. He still won the Tour Championship because of these, you know, fake little, you know, giving strokes out to everybody. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, the OWGR has it right. Uh, they gave Xander the win because he had the lowest score. That's how they actually scored. So, after that little rant, um, why well, just go over my grand idea? And this started last year. You know, it, it, it you know, it, it was simple, just basically match play. It's evolved this year. And it, 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 it tackles not only just the problems of the Tour Championship, it, it, it solves, I think, just in general, like it's just hard to figure out with the first two events where guys actually stand. So let's get to it. So we'll still have the top 125, but anyone between 76 and 125 after the Wyndham Championship. You know, congratulations. You keep your card. You didn't make the playoffs, though. There's way too many guys who actually make the playoffs in this thing. We don't need 125 guys going to the Northern Trust. 75 is plenty. Your reward for finishing inside the top 125, you kept your job. But there has to be a certain standard <laughs> to actually making the playoffs. So what this actually does is not only is there a 125 cutoff that everybody's fighting for at the Wyndham, now there's a top 75 cutoff at the Wyndham, too. Maybe you get a stronger feel of some guys who might be hanging around the top 70 or top 60, don't want to get jumped, you want to make the playoff. Now there's actually a little more drama on that event. you know. And, and instead of just the Wyndham serving as just a vehicle for seeing guys you know, who keep their job, which is great, 
But let's add a little more drama and suspense to it by having the 75 cuts. So top 75, though, they end up going to the Northern Trust. Here's where things just get very simple and very compelling. So only the top 48 at the, B at the Northern Trust move on to the, the BMW. And it doesn't matter how many FedEx Cup points you score. It doesn't matter what you do in the regular season. You need to actually perform. Now, there's no cut. So over the course of four rounds, the cream should rise at the top. But if you suck in that tournament, in the playoffs, just like any other sport, you get bounced. I think that's the most fair way to do it. And then you have that's compelling over, over the tournament, too. You got not only the guys who win the tournament who are competing for money. That's really all they care about. But you have guys kind of jockeying around positions about that top 48, you know, trying to get in, especially guys who are bigger names. And, you know, then he can maybe have if there's a big tie for T48. You can kind of have what happened at the Olympics, just a giant playoff heading uh, to see who gets into the BMW. I mean, like that was probably more exciting than the end of the tournament was just seeing who, you know, who actually was competing for a bronze medal. Why don't we do something similar with the Northern Trust? And then we do something similar with the BMW. So you have four day players, cut the field in half, top 24, make it the East Lake. If you don't make it in the top 24, you're out. This is a good way to keep it very simple for the viewer. They understand that, hey, you have to be inside the top 48 or top 24. Otherwise, you're out. You don't have to deal with this, you know, messy point system nonsense that takes, you know, a brainiac and we figure out. Even I can't figure it out. I don't, and I'm a stats guy. So then we get to East Lake. And here's where things get very interesting. So we'll start the tournament on Wednesday and they'll play two rounds of stroke play. Just a mad dash. Top 16, make it to the knockout round. Eight guys are eliminated. Again, you'll have, if there's a tie for the uh, you know last couple spots, we'll go to a playoff. Any ties in seeding for the knockout round, we'll just base it on how many total fast points they scored for the year. You know That's how it matters. Then we'll go to top 16. And then we'll do, we'll, we'll rank, we'll seed everybody based on how they did on the first two rounds. So whoever was leading after two rounds gets top seed, who was second, second, blah, blah, blah. And they'll go to match play. Now, you might say, well, how is that fair if, like, the number one seed, let's say John Rahm screws up on the first two days, he's the 16th seed. How is it fair that, you know, your reward is playing one of the best players in the world? Well, I'll tell you. So if you're the number one seed heading into the knockout round, you start your match play of four. That's a pretty good reward. I mean, it's it's very difficult to start match play down four holes. So not only does this give the you know the number one seed a nice cushion and a nice reward for winning the, the first two rounds, it also may cause some incentive for the 16th seed to kind of be aggressive, you know, take some chances. There's some you know, there's compelling TV, especially if you know the guy like ends up making a run. Uh, if you're the two seed, you'll have a three-up lead. If you're the three seed, four seed and five seed, you will start two up on your opponent, the 12, 13, 14 seed. If you're the six seed, you'll get a one up, one up lead over the 11 seats, uh, seven, eight, and, and the seven, eight seeds also have a one up lead. So basically that's a way to reward the first two rounds is just giving guys strokes kind of like with this format, but it's only, but then we just go to match play and then you truly have to win your event to move on. And then after that, we'll do eight to four, four to two, two to one. So listen, it will never happen. Um, FedEx pays the PGA Tour too much money. This is a player-run organization. There's way too much money on the line. Uh, for the foreseeable future, we are going to be stuck with this rinky-dink circus bullshit form, uh, format. Let's take another break. Let's uh, talk about PropSwap. So that PropSwap is America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Go check out the new PropSwap.com. 
which is packed with fresh features like filtering tickets based on value to find the best odds available, browse activity feed to stay in the know, and a loyalty rewards program that turns sales into extra cash and much more. If you love sports betting, you need to be using PropSwap. With PropSwap, your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money. It just needs to improve. When making your bets, always make sure to go for two. Make two tickets on the same team or player so you can sell one for a profit and keep one to leave yourself some skin in the game. Thousands of buyers across the country are shopping for tickets on PropSwap every day. So get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap, it's where America buys and sells sports bets. All right, well, after I've been done ranting and raving about my crazy ideas to make an awesome playoff format that ever, that makes total sense that everybody can agree on is much better than the current uh, uh, structure, let's actually move on to this tournament. That's all you really care about. You don't care about me flapping my gums about my opinions. Let's talk about the golf course. So uh, this is at Eastlake Golf Club in Atlanta. It's the oldest golf course in Atlanta, and it was the home course of Bobby Jones, uh, the legendary amateur who uh, helped him build Augusta National, won a bunch of U.S. amateurs. You all know who he is. So it was first built in 1904, but in 1913, it was redesigned by Donald Ross. Um, basically, he read, there was the golf course, the golf club originally was split into two nines. So there's the number one course over on the east side of the property, the number two course on the west side. Bold nines entering on the clubhouse, which is right smack in the middle next to East Lake. So, um, you know, just because uh, Donald Ross ended up doing it, its status as a prestigious Southern Gulf course was elevated. Uh, and because I started hosting a lot of really good uh, amateur tournaments and it held the Ryder Cup in 1963. But over the years, though, the area where East Lake Golf Club was really deteriorated. There was a lot of suburban flight away. There was some de decay in the surrounding city. So, yeah, I just it, the status of the course just went downhill because the area around just got kind of rough. But in 1993, local businessman Tom Cousins purchased the club and he injected a lot of capital and a lot of infrastructure into the surrounding area. He actually did a great job of building the neighborhood and revitalizing it. If he, you, know, you can go Google it and look at the story. It, it's actually really good. So, so he did that, but he also wanted to beef up the golf course and bring the PGA Tour back to Eastlake. So he brought in Reese Jones in 1994, who's the son of Robert Trent Jones, and he's responsible for redesigns of places like Torrey Pines and Bell Reed. Um, he came in and he lengthened the golf course. He repositioned the you know, bunkers, restored the greens, um, and he basically just made it up route. Uh, this was enough to bring the PGA Tour back uh, to Eastlake. Uh, so starting in 1998, it first held the Tour Championship, which back then was played in November. And then 2005, it became the permanent home of the season finale. So what is this place? Well, the property itself, it, it sits basically on a giant bowl. So like I said, the clubhouse sits right in the middle of the property with the lake. And then um, everything to the outskirts of the property is basically plays uphill. So, um, you know, basically... You know, there's a lot of narrow fairways, a lot of dog lights, a lot of, you know, strategically placed bunkers, all the stuff that you would expect from Donald Ross golf courses. And it's really narrow. The Bermuda rough is really thick. Like, it's a really demanding golf course, like, especially off the tee. Uh, there's a couple water uh, holes, especially uh, on eight. That's a really tough tee shot. That's the one where it plays right down the lake. You have water left. You have three bunkers starting about 285 to about 310. It's, I mean, even like it's tough for DeChambeau to carry where those bunkers are, and there's no room to miss. So that, that's really what this type of golf course is. It's just off the tee, you really can't miss. Um, I mean, I think the only gripe that Reese Jones, if you could have about him, is like he kind of botched a little bit of the green surrounds. Like they're, they're not, they're kind of boring. They're kind of easy. The greens itself, too, they're not really true John Ross. They're kind of standard, traditional, flattish Bermuda. I mean, there's a little undulation to it, but. Um, I mean, it's it's a no-nonsense golf course. Uh, it's a par 70. It runs 7,346 yards long. And sometimes when you go to a golf course, 
um, it plays significantly shorter for the PGA Tour pros because they can cut dog legs and cut corners. Well, you can't really do that East Lake. Everything is really out in front of the player. There's no real opportunity to cut you know cut corners here. Um, so it it probably plays about that to that yardage. And for a par seventy, that's a really long golf course, uh, especially with you got to have a lot of uphill shots too. Um, you know, it's just, it, it can be pretty tough out there. So, like I said, it's wall war Bermuda. Uh, it's really thick Bermuda, especially around this time, uh, this year. Uh, it is not easy to ask it from the fairway. And it's really important to hit the fairway here just because there's a lot of longer pro shots, which I'll talk about in a little bit. You don't want to be hitting longer pro shots out of the Bermuda rough. You want to be hitting on the fairway. Uh, as far as drive accuracy rates, uh, it's, it's a little below, um, uh, average for the PG tour guys typically hit the fairways about 63%. You know, that makes sense just because the net fairways are pretty narrow here. Uh, but, I mean, if you hit it long and straight, that's basically the, you know, the key to success here. Uh, and then the greens, uh, guys hit the greens around 66% here. It's about average pretty tour standards. So um, we'll talk about in a little bit uh, what types of attributes you might want to look for. <clears throat> uh, let's take another break. Let's talk about PixWise. PixWise is the number one home of free sports betting picks, props, and parlays helmed by a team of trend-watching, data-devouring sports fanatics giving you the who, how, and why behind every prediction. For every game, every day, and every sport, all for free, visit PixWise.com to make your next bet better. PixWise backs responsible gambling. If you or someone you know wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, well, that describes the golf course. I mean, when I mention things like demanding like tough long like this this is immediately what you want to think of is you're not going to think about sedgefield which is basically a putting contest you're going to think about basically like tory bay hill quail like all the big boy golf course on the pga tour and what do you really want to focus on boys and girls well your ball striking stats i mean it, it's really important here to definitely have a good performance off the tee like i said um it's long especially when it plays up all, all these uphill shots um you're going to want to keep in the fairway here. Uh, all the bunkers, too, where they're positioned, it's hard to carry them to. And again, if you're in one of those bunkers, you don't have a really good shot of making the green here. So, yeah, like, I mean, strokes getting off the tee is a big factor. Like, uh, I always you want to, you know, <clears throat> tend to break ties for bombers, but you can give a guy like Abe Answer, Daniel Berger, who gains a lot of strokes off the tee just because they're accuracy. Like, that can be good, too. So, um, you know, just because hitting from the fairway is a premium here, you know, you can get a little bit of a diversified leaderboard up top, you know, just because of, you know, a shorter accurate player. If he has a really good driving week off the tee, he can compete here. So, uh, so it's really demanding tee to green. Um, you know, I, I mean, as far as your approach play, that's the second part of the ball striking where the guys are hitting from, uh, there's a lot. A higher than average percentage of approach shots from 100 to 150 yards, so a lot of shorter irons. And there's a higher than average number of approach shots over 200. And that makes sense because of just how the property is designed. So, you know, there's a lot of up long, straight uphill approach shots. And, you know, it's just going to be hard to carry bunkers. You're going to have a lot of long approach shots and it really lengthens the golf course uh three of the four par threes are also over 200 yards and the fourth one the second which is 197 yards depending on when the pin is they can make that play over 200 as well but there's also a lot of short approach shots because there's a lot of downhill shots and guys can carry it you know 
a long way off the tee. Like the ball will just roll, especially if you're playing a little firm too. And kind of like at Liberty National, we kind of saw this. Like there's a lot of longer approach shots, but there's also a lot of short irons just based on how the holes were. Kind of a dead zone with your mid irons. So really, it's going to be you know about hitting your wedge is pretty good. You know, hitting your long iron is pretty good. Uh, you got to take advantage of the par fives here, too, just because there's only two, and there's kind of it's a pretty tough golf course. We'll talk about the scoring a little bit, how that impacts maybe your betting decisions. Um, and as far as, like, the areas around the green, well, it's Bermuda, so you can target all your Bermuda stats. Um, you know, historically, the importance of putting and chipping as far as how guys separate themselves from the field isn't all that important. It's really, really what separates you here is just really good performance tee to green with your ball striking. So, I mean, obviously, you know, elevate strokes and off the tee approach with the recent trends, any long-term trends. Uh, and if you just look at the winners of, you know, the 72 hole score since 2015, like it, it's just, it's the most efficient players tee to green, like basically of that year. So Xander's won twice. Uh, Rory's won twice. Tiger Woods won in 2018. Jordan Spieth, like one of the best seasons ever. He won in 2015. <clears throat> Basically, the cream is going to rise to the top here. So, you know, focus on your ball striking stats. Um, you know, that's that probably won't steer you wrong uh, this week. Let's take another break. Um, let's talk about prize picks. Turn your picks into real cash with prize picks. My favorite daily fantasy app, actually. It's fast and it's easy, and it all starts with prize picks. So we pick two of five players and decide if they will go over or under their stat projection. The more players you pick, the more you can win. Up to 10 times your money, actually. Prize picks is the only way I play. So use our promo code SGP to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. That's prize picks, promo code SGP. All right, so, you know, I, like I mentioned, um, you know, you got some horse for courses. Like, you got Xander's won twice. Uh, you have Rory's won twice. Uh, you know, some other guys have done really well at Eastlake uh, who's played at least 10 rounds. Uh, JT, uh, he won the Tour Championship back in the old format. Uh, Xander beat him, actually, in the stroke play event. But JT accumulated enough points by finishing second. That was that gave him the automatic win there. You know, he's gained a lot of strokes there. Billy Horschel, former winner, he always seems to do well here, too. I think he finished uh, top five in Tiger Woods this year, I think, uh, when they played. So, you know, he's good. But, I mean, the rest, like, he's really the only outlier as far as, like, loose ball strikers. Like, the rest of this list here of guys who gained over a stroke and a half per round at East Lake, like, it's it's really good guys. Like, Sergio, one of the best ball strikers in the game. John Romp, Tony Finau. Jordan Speak, Brooks Kepka. So, with the exception of Billy Horschel, just, um, you know, it's like I said, it's the cream kind of rises to the top here. And that's what we want to focus on. So, as far as betting this week, there's there's two ways to go about it. Uh, you can go about it the traditional way, the true way. And, uh, you know, just focus on your 72 hole score, you know, outright bets. And, you know, that's basically, you want to bet how. Essentially, I just laid it out. Like, just focus on your ball strikers. That's the easiest way, you know, to, you know, go about that. But then there's also uh, the Sagger start. You know, there's odds for that. And that's something you have to consider. So, like, you, you know, you might want to look at, like, let's say you're looking at Patrick Cantley. And you think, oh, well, you know, listen, like, eight or nine strokes, like, over four rounds, that can reverse up. What if he sucks the first couple of days and then he just gives it back? Like, I want to bet a bunch of long shots. Well, that does that's that's hard to do for a lot of different reasons. Uh, for starters, Eastlake is really difficult to score. It's hard to gain strokes on the field. 
Like there's not a lot of birdie opportunities, a lot of not a lot of opportunities to gain, you know, cut deficits. So just like prior to Saturday start, like the winning score usually is between like minus nine and minus thirteen. And the average score is about even par. And only about half of all rounds are under par there. It's just it's really difficult when there's not a lot of scoring opportunities to actually make up a big deficit. So, and you know, if you look back over the years, uh, if the stagger start was implemented at every tour championship over the last 11 years, only Jim Furyk would have actually started outside the top 10 of the standings heading in and actually would be able to win the Fed Cup. And even he had to actually go to a playoff in order to do it. So, you know, for nine of, nine of the last 11 winners of the tour championship, if the staggered start had been implemented, start inside the top five. And I mean, the fact is like, if you give a premium player, and these are really premium players in the top, like Patrick Cantlay, Bryson Shambo, John Ron. If you give these guys a bunch of strokes and a head start over everybody, one of those guys is probably going to win. You know, especially the demanding golf course that where the cream rises to the top and rewards really good off the tee game, really good at iron play, and that's what these guys do. So, you know, I mean, like I would say realistically, the farthest back someone can really go is probably minus four. And like and overcome a six shot lead. And I, I think last year that was where Xander started. And I mean he beat DJ by four and still lost by two. Like, it's really hard. So if, if you're trying to I would probably if you're looking at somebody like minus three, minus two, that range, I would probably look more towards winning the 72 hole score instead of winning the the FedEx Cup. If you're if you want to bet just betting the FedEx Cup though. Probably minus four is as far back as I'm gonna go. Like I, I like I understand there's a possibility Rory or Xander can just light this field up, but a lot of things have to go their way. And at a golf course that is not easy to score, there's not a lot of opportunities to gain strokes on the field where guys just kind of plot around. It's tough to make up that that difference. So, I mean, really, when it comes down to it, like the Tour Championship, while I understand that theoretically everybody has a chance to win, there's really only ten guys are going to win. It's probably someone from the top five. So, if I'm when I like I, I haven't put down any bets yet, um, but I will probably put down a couple bets for seventy-two hole score because I like doing that. I think that's the right way to do it. And then, but for FedEx Cup, like I can't see myself betting anyone but like Rom or like Bryson. Like maybe JT is like as far back as I would go for to actually win the tour championship outside of that though, that's, that's a tall order to try and make up those, you know, those strokes though. All right, let's take one more break. Uh, let's talk about the summer of soccer, which continues on Paramount plus you can stream over 2000 soccer matches a year from around the world. That's all the heart pounding drama from CBS sports, including the UEFA champions league, the Europa league, Italy, Serie A, Argentina's Primero division, the Brazilian league, the NWSL, the Asian football confederation and the CONCACAF qualifiers featuring the stars of the U S and Mexican Mexicans men's national team. Plus much more. It's the best of the beautiful game with all the beautiful names like Messi, Mbappe, Ronaldo, Rapino, and Pulisic. Be part of the excitement as champions are crowned and history is made. World Games live here on Paramount Plus. So visit ParamountPlus.com to start your free trial and stream and stream every match live. Let's also talk about quickly about Odds Crowd. If you haven't downloaded the Odds Crowd app, you are missing out. There's over $30,000 in cash prizes up for grabs across both season-long and weekly contests on the NFL and college football. The boys here at SGPN are all taking part, so you can try and claim bragging rights over us, too. Here's how it works. Once you enter a contest, you can track your bets against real odds and lines, much like you would with any pick tra tracking app. 
The most profitable play players rise up the leaderboard. If you have the highest profit at the end of the contest, you win. And odds card isn't just for fancy betting contests. It's also social at first sports bettors. It's free to download. You can live group and chat with other bettors just like you. You can track your bets, set up privacy fantasy contests with your buddies, and much more. So download the app or for free or go to oddscrowd.com today. And lastly, the SGPN app is now live in the App Store and Google Play Store. The app gives you easy access to not just my golf content, but all our picks and podcasts. So don't forget to toss up and ask, toss us an app review and download the SGPN app today. All right, well, that's it. Um, as far as the show, uh, Boston Capper will uh, join me tomorrow. Uh, we'll have a slightly different format just because there's only 30 guys. The pricing in DraftKings is all weird. Like, I think Cantley's $13,000, and I think Eric Van Royen's at five. So there might not be a whole lot of sense of breaking down each tier, per se. We'll probably do something a little different. And we're also going to have a very special guest. Uh, Nagels Bagels is going to join us on the show tomorrow. Uh, you know, he always gets into it with Boston Capper. I tend to side with Nagels when he makes a point that makes Boston Capper kind of mad. It's a good, you know, three-man weave we have. So Nagels is going to come on their show for the season finale of the 2021 season. And then we're going to take a much-needed break. Uh, we've been doing this every week since uh, the Zurich. We took a week off for that. And then we did every single week since the beginning of the year. We're a little golfed out. And especially, you know, it's a little discouraging when you have a bunch of pre-tournament outrights that lose in a heartbreaking fashion. We need a week off, but then we're going to be right back to it for the safe way. But first, you know, we're going to try and get a bunch of winners and uh, break the books for the Tour Championship. And uh, we'll join you tomorrow. See you then.